The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Our friends at Podswag.com have gotten an incredible promotion for you right now. When you purchase any of our glassware, such as pint glasses or LaGreca pub glasses, you'll get 30% off. That's right. 30% off on all of our glassware, which is the lifeblood for all our daddy sodas and LaGreca shit. So take advantage of this deal while you can, because supplies won't last. Once they're gone, they're gone. So the glassware that we have available at podswag.com slash busted open, that's it. So when they're sold, you ain't going to see them again. So make sure you go to podswag.com slash busted open. I am drinking currently out of my busted open bully Ray glass. Nice. So I'm drink I'm drinking out of that. So and then and then once the show is over, maybe even before the show is over. I have my Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA, and I'll be drinking that out of my uh, LaGreca Daddy Soda pub glass. Make sure you get them right now at potswag.com slash busted open and get 30% off. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Mark Henry, and Bully Ray break down Monday Night Raw from last night. My God! What happened to Cody Rhodes because of Brock Lesnar? who stuck and stay after WrestleMania this past weekend. And also, we get into the sale and merger with the UFC. A lot to do on the Busted Open podcast. So the WWE and UFC, both uh, under the Endeavor umbrella, uh, what, in your mind, what, what is going to change for the WWE from our point of view, from a fan's point of view, like what do you think is going to be so different about the company? Triple H said that he thought that um, it's going to be business as usual. And you've you've been a part of the company uh, meetings where you get everybody in the company together and you give them the speech. The rah-rah speech. The rah-rah speech. Guys, we're going to be okay. Things are not going to change. We're going to keep pushing forward. We want you to work hard to grab that brass ring and yada, yada, yada. And it's rare that you you see, uh, only in times of trouble, 
and only in times of uncertainty that the fans get that speech. So last night on Raw, it was really, really cool to for the fans to get that speech too, that we're not going nowhere. We're excited. We're going to be doing this, this. The company is in good hands. Like we are going to keep the structure exactly the same and you're going to benefit from it. And that, that's pretty damn good for me. Well, based on what Hunter said last night about the company is in good hands, we're going to keep moving forward. Uh, everything is going to be the same. How did you feel about Raw last night? Because if you looked at social media, I'll be damned. There's a massive backlash against that show last night. Well, I mean, I, I think the fans, Bully, would, would always, you know, kind of lash out uh, when they're the last ones to know. And it's, it, I, don't, I don't see a problem with the fans being the last one to know. We're talking about this really under limited information. You know, we know the particulars. We know who the Endeavor group. We know that, you know, it, it's, it's going to start effective immediately when and the, the where and, and how um, is already established because they are keeping things. They just said it, that we're keeping everything in-house. We're keeping everything the way it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, what about the networks? What about Peacock? Like, I don't have the information. So, like, a lot of the fan base, uh, they want to know, man, with this sale, what about the, they're going to go back to pay-per-views where it's going to cost me, you know, $60, $70, you know, per pay-per-view? Like, the, the money's going to go up for everybody. So. I think that that's the thing that people are more uh, anxious about because that information is not out yet. You know, it's it's interesting because this has you excited. For me, I could actually kind of care less because, like you said, that you know things are going to change or we might have to you know pay for pay per views again. The way I look at it is you got to kind of roll with the punches. If you want to watch wrestling, you're going to watch it. You're going to find a way to pay for it. You're going to find a way to seek it out. It, you know, wrestling is like a is almost like a drug for wrestling fans where they, you know, they, they constantly need it. For me, it's more about the product. What, what are we going to see on television? What type of sports entertainment are we going to see? What kind of pro wrestling are we going to see? Last night, Triple H comes out and he makes this announcement and he says, everything, you know, is, uh, is all good and rosy and, you know, it's, things are awesome. But then we get a show last night that, that, I'm not quite sure was up to par when it comes to the raw after WrestleMania. After now, I, WrestleMania. Love, I love the way the show started and I love the way the show ended. Uh, a lot of the stuff in between uh, I was uh, a bit iffy on the big news coming out of yesterday afternoon and last night was that it seems like Vince McMahon is back in charge. There was a sit-down interview that he did, uh, some business interview with the uh, with the head guy over at Endeavor, and I believe Vince said when they asked him about being involved in creative, Vince said that he was still going to be involved in the higher end things, but he's not going to necessarily be in the weeds with the lower with the lower stuff. 
Maybe he's going to be, you know, have say in what goes on in the main event or talent that he has a particular interest in, interest in, but the other stuff he's going to stay away from. Last night, if you go by what a large majority of social media was saying, it seemed like Vince had his hand in everything and people seem pissed off. Now, I don't know if they're pissed off about the Vince situation because this is a carryover from night two of WrestleMania that they were pissed off about the Cody situation, yada, yada. Everybody's pissed. They need somebody to blame. So who better to blame but Vince? Mark, this is the way I look at it. That man just sold his company for $9.3 billion. Whether you like his creative or you don't like his creative, whether you like him as a uh, whether you like him as a person or you don't like him as a person, you like him as a human being, you don't like him as a human being, you like his new mustache, you don't like his new mustache. He sold his company for 9.3 billion. When you invent a company or you get get your company to 9.3 billion, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. That, that's just that's just my opinion on the situation. Well, I mean, Billy, you can't well, you can because the fans obviously do. Um, they they hold a grudge based on something that has nothing to do with wrestling. You know, the, the I, I thought that Riddle coming back was a was a was a, a nice um, a get a nice get, uh, but the show did not have a real strong flow to it. It was like a bunch of stuff thrown out there, and. I can see why the fans would uh, remember, remember the big matches that would happen after WrestleMania that had implications of who was going to be a number one contender, uh, who was going to come in and say, no, no, I'm, I'm, in, I'm next in line. We didn't get that one time. I think we got it. With the, the I think we got it with the women, but it just kind of fell by the wayside. I think we it got fell it flat. Yeah. That, that fell flat because it fell flat at WrestleMania. Like, at some point, you got to go to plan B because plan A is not working. Um, well, plan A has been working going into WrestleMania. WrestleMania was a major success in my eyes from a product point of view, an entertainment point of view, obviously from a financial point of view. Last night, I think what happened is the show started off so hot and heavy and so big you have you start off with hunter who gets an amazing response it's hunter everybody loves hunter because of his creative right now and what he's been able to do since he quote unquote took over from vince and so he's got all that goodwill behind him and then hunter announces roman and here comes roman and solo and Heyman, and we get the whole grandiose uh, entrance from the the uh you know the universal champion the head of the table roman reigns and then roman and paul are talking and now we hit cody's music and here comes cody and roman and cody are going back and forth and cody says i want a rematch tonight and the people are popping and roman says no and then challenges him to a tag match and the the, the guy that we least expect to come out i mean i thought it was going to be sammy or something like that and then all of a sudden, here comes Brock. Holy shit. 
Brock is going to tag with Cody. Brock hasn't wrestled on Monday Night Raw since he beat Tommy Dreamer in an Extreme Rules match in, uh, in 2002. And now we're getting Brock on Monday Night Raw. He's going to tag? Brock never tags with anybody. Brock's a lone wolf. So it's there's tons of act you know uh, 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 of excitement going on in that opening segment of the show which lasted about a half an hour they never went to a commercial break which i love no so we come out of that with you know knowing that we're getting cody and brock versus roman and solo in this tag match we obviously know they're building up for the main event so there's this they really set the table for the night right there in the opening half hour of the show. And then it just felt like nothing was able to follow that star power that they opened up with. I think the next thing that we saw, uh, if memory serves me correct, was almost. Right. And almost had a, a squash match against, I, I forget who it was. I don't, even, I don't even remember. And I just don't think people were interested. And I don't think people were interested in a lot of when, what went on in the, in, in the body of the show. I mean, let's take something that people should have been really, really into. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Street Profits. Like, Owens and Zayn, yeah, they got good pops when they came out, but in the middle of their verbiage, everybody started to kind of, in my, in my ears, not my eyes, everybody started to trail off a little bit, which tells me that people were more invested in Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn chasing the championships than they are about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn holding the championships. And then out come the Street Profits. They get a mild reaction. We get the match. The match was fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but people yeah, just yeah. didn't seem like they were into it last night. And I don't know if that was just, they, they couldn't bounce back from the opening segment or things just were, weren't resonating. Now you go on social media and now you're reading, oh, Vince is back in charge. Vince is back in charge. This is all because of Vince, all because of Vince. I, I really don't know who to believe. Um, What I know is this, it's his company. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants with it. And bitching and moaning about it. Uh, especially last night, really ain't going to do us any good. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I, I, the one thing that I, I got out of Montez Ford and Dawkins being in that tag is Montez is a star. Yep. The dude is a star. He's a bona fide star. And I was, I mean, just in the break, I, I, I was talking to Andre. I was like, Andre, I, I see Montez going on his own. And Andre's first thing was, well, what do you do with Dawkins? And that's been something that has happened throughout history uh, in tags when a guy uh, elevates and goes on his own and uh, either one, either guy is able to find a way or they disappear. I mean, I, I, I don't want Dawkins to be ousted or anything like that, but I did see something, and I've seen that spark before, and I'm just waiting on – uh, Montez Ford to get an opportunity. Uh, would, would you be worried about Dawkins that he would fall by the wayside? Listen, Dawkins in the past six months, you can see he's trying everything to Hard. make sure 
he does not fall too far behind Montez Ford. But Montez Ford definitely is the guy. He's got the it factor. There's something about Montez that you know screams superstar. So what happens if they do break them up? What becomes of a D'Angelo Dawkins? And do they go the atypical way of having Dawkins and Ford fight each other, which I could care less about if they went in that direction? Well, I mean, even if they don't fight each other, I can see a story being told where there's undermining, where he's trying to undermine Montez. Like, go heel. If you're going to go, go all the way. But uh, there's got to be a story told that's something like you just said. I'm, I'm really not into them fighting. But what is the story that's going to be told? You have to come up with something. You can't well, just you, pull these guys apart and, and send one skyrocketing and um, not give the other one opportunity. To- For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. To hold on. This is Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. My podcast, Black Diamonds, is back. And of course, if you haven't heard, yours truly is somewhere I never thought I'd be this season. In a video game. MLB The Show is featuring the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. I sat down with the man who made it all possible, Sony's Ramon Russell. This was a celebration. Download the season premiere of Black Diamonds right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. I just got finished watching Monday Night Raw uh, from last night, and then I jumped on. As soon as it was over, I jumped on with you guys. So uh, obviously, as I said, when I landed, Raw was already over. But I checked my Twitter uh, just to see what the feel was from people about last night's Monday Night Raw. And a lot of people were complaining about Raw. A lot of people were hating on Raw. A lot of people were saying that, oh, my God, this is the same Raw from – you know, eight months ago, nine months ago, a year ago. And I'm speaking honestly and from the heart. I watched that show just now. I mean, those people that were complaining on social media must have seen a completely different show than I watched this morning because I thought the Raw was great. I mean, I really did. I thought the, the beginning was amazing. I thought the ending was absolutely phenomenal and makes me kind of doubt some of the things that I was yelling and screaming about yesterday morning when you see what took place last night. But I also felt, and listen, we guys, we know it's a three-hour Raw. There's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be some down periods. That's always going to happen on a Monday Night Raw. But even between those two bookends of the Bloodline story with Cody, I thought that was a a good Raw. So I got to be honest, I don't know what people are complaining about after watching that show last night, Mark. Dave, I think that the biggest complaint was that it didn't flow like they had shows flow in the last, you know, leading up until WrestleMania. But a lot of that was because there was so much going on and there was so much information that was geared toward WrestleMania that I think it's a little spoiled bias uh, from the fans. And you're going to have to reset, recalibrate. We got a big return with Riddle coming back, which we talked about what's going to be the return. You know, who's going to be Randy Orton? Is it going to be Riddle? Like we went through the gambit of people that were out that we were waiting on a return from them. And we got Riddle. But, there was not a knockdown drag out match. You, you know, we, we didn't get Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Uh, you know, we didn't get a, a Gunther and, 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 and Drew McIntyre fallout after Mania. Or, you know, even one of the, one of the champion, one of the women in a singles rematch. We didn't get a rematch type match. And, and I think those are the only two things that did not happen on the show that um, I think would have swayed a few people's minds. Well, I, 
and and Mark, and I understand where you're coming from, but I gotta I gotta scream a little bullshit on that one too, because because you know what? Maybe we didn't have the knockout drag down match on Raw last night. We got that on Saturday and Sunday. This is kind of like the aftermath of what we saw this past weekend. I, I wasn't looking for that type of a match. And, you know, Mark, you just said about um, returns. And you're right. We got the return of Riddle. But even more than that, we got Brock. I mean, everyone's perception of Brock is like he comes on early, which he did on Sunday. And then he's heading on a jet and he's flying back to, you know, the, the sticks of Minnesota. And there he is starting off, you know, Monday Night Raw. Like, to me, that was a shock. That was a surprise. And then, you know, there were things that happened last night that I believe should happen the night after a WrestleMania. Hitting the reset button. Hitting the reset button. Going on to that next chapter in the book of the WWE. Perfect example to me is damage control. Like, to me, after watching last night, damage control is done. Like, you know, they're not number one contenders anymore. They're not in the tag team title picture. All right, they need to go away for a while. I thought there was a lot of reset button. You got surprises. You got some shocks. You got a you got a holy shit moment that carries over that makes me want to tune in to next week's Monday Night Raw. Mark, I, I thought all the things you look for on a Raw after WrestleMania, you got last night on that show. That's just now, my Dave, I'm, I'm just I'm just reporting the news from the fans. I did not co-sign. The only thing that I said was it was a little disjointed. It didn't go and flow in the order that the shows have done over the last few months. Okay, but, Mark, and and I know this is I know this is your being kind of like the buffer from what we were seeing on social media and fans. I know right. and I heard the last segment, so I know this is not coming from you. But I'm gonna call bullshit on the flow of the show too. Like, I don't know how many times Bully and I have been on the air on a Tuesday morning after Raw where, Bully, we're saying, you know what? That feels like an old Monday. I mean, how many times do we come on the air on a Tuesday and say, you know what? I don't really see that much of a difference from a Raw from a year ago to the Raw that we just saw last night. Like, I think everybody is all up in arms about this merger sale. I think everybody's all up in arms about Vince McMahon and their... And they're looking at this in a prejudice skewed way when they're watching that show last night. That show was good last night. And I can't understand the complainers. And you want to know something? If you don't like it, I understand you wanted to come on and complain about it. Go into social media and complain about it. I don't think last night was one of those nights. The show was great to open. The show was great to close. It was fair to good in the middle. People are bitching and moaning today because of the news that Vince McMahon is back in control. So they need something to complain about because they're not happy about the finish of the main event of night two of WrestleMania. All of these uh, IWC dirt sheet writers and wannabes all complaining Oh, they had lightning in a bottle. Oh, such a missed opportunity. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Then we come on the air yesterday, especially me and Mark, and talk some sense into everybody about how yeah. what they did was smart for business and good for business. Why are you shaking your head, Dave? Because I, 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 
I'm shaking my head because I understand, and this is kind of like why we went at it at the beginning of the show yesterday morning before I had to go and jump on the plane, bad booking once again. But and, and I listened to a lot of what you and Mark were talking about it, and you do look at it on the business side. You do look at it on, on the, that creative side, and I totally get that. I, Bully, the example of what you're saying, that's me. Like, I'm the one that hated the end of night number two of WrestleMania. I'm the, I'm the guy that was screaming at the top of my head yesterday morning that Cody should have won. I'm that guy. But you're not coming on the show this morning and complaining that Vince McMahon is back in control. No, because, again, it's just like, you know, your team loses the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? You're going to, the next season, when that season starts, you're planted on your couch watching week one of the next season. I want to see if Cody's going to be able to fight his way back to get to that moment once again. Do I think that Sunday night was a missed opportunity? Listen, I will go to my grave thinking that they made the wrong decision last uh, Sunday night at WrestleMania. But that being said, what happened, happened. If you don't get what you get on Sunday night, how do you get what you got last night? I, 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 I completely agree. I complete, I, Bully, I understand what you're saying. And that's not the point. The point is, is that I'm, I'm the person you're talking about. I'm the person. Listen, nobody was as strong with my opinions on social media about what took place on Sunday night than I was. Nope. I came on Monday morning with you and Mark and was screaming at the top of my lungs that Cody should have went over on Sunday. But I also tuned into Monday Night Raw last night, and I was completely invested in what took place on that show, which goes back to what you guys were talking about before I came on. And I got to disagree with you and Mark on that as well. Like, yes, I understand you guys saying, hey, sit back, be entertained, believe in the process, watch what goes on, and be entertained by it. I look at it a different way. I have a right as a fan to complain. You know, it's just like anything else. It's just like in sports where fans, they love a team, but they can complain about the head coach. They can want to see that yeah. head coach get fired. They can complain about the starting quarterback or the starting pitcher. And, bitch, and that's what I was doing. That's okay. But, but that's that not what people are complaining about this morning. They're well, not complaining about that. They're complaining about Vince McMahon being back in, in power. They're not saying that the angle with Brock sucked or Cody selling sucked or the 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 bloodline sucked none of this none of this backlash this morning is about what we saw everybody saying oh raw was so bad raw was so bad you yourself who's pretty harsh critic on Monday night raw said i don't know what these poor people are talking about it was a yeah. good show yeah, so what exactly <laughs> are they complaining about they're complaining because of the rumor or the belief whatever you want to call that Vince is back in creative. And now that Vince is back in creative, oh, we don't want Vince back in creative. We don't want him there. We don't want him. That's what they're complaining about. Yeah. That's exactly what they're complaining about. And it's it's the same as uh, people getting canceled. Like, you, you don't want to let people do their job uh, knowing that they're doing the job. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, even today, you know, that there's people that have got a raw deal. And even bringing their names up or mentioning the case puts you in harm's way. And I feel like whatever happened with Vince, that's his personal business, y'all. 
If he served his time, then he served his time. Like, let it stop being that. Stop doing that. Well, I, I got to jump in, Mark, and I hear what you're saying, but I got to disagree with you again. Again, people can have their opinions about Vince McMahon. I'm not saying that. Listen, there's a lot of things about Vince McMahon I do not like, and I don't have to like it. But again, but it, but again, then you have to make a choice as a fan. If you're that upset about this, about Vince McMahon, or if you're that upset about the merger and the sale of this company, then you know I don't know what to say to you. Then maybe don't don't maybe don't watch anymore. What the fuck is there to be upset about about the merger or the sale of a company? By that, how does that affect that? It's not about that. How does that affect anybody? It's about Vince McBully. It's about Vince McMahon, and I can see how people are are upset about Vince. Why? For what reason? I'm not getting into this bully, but the guy did some fucked up shit. And I'm not going to get does, into it now. What does I, that have that. to do with it? Because him. he's they're back and saying, that upset They're about not that. saying that they're mad that he's on creative because of the fucked up personal shit that they did. They're just mad that he's back on creative. They're not bringing up any of the other stuff. You're defending people who should not be defended. I'm not, I'm not defending people that should not be defended. I'm giving you my personal opinion and how I feel. Dang, I'm not letting it I'm not letting it affect. Today, I'm not letting burying, it burying, They're burying a TV show that, as you said, was a good show. They're burying a show because Vince was in charge of it. How, how is that? If you want to bury Vince McMahon because of the personal things that he did, fine. If you want to bury Vince McMahon because for any other reason, fine. But don't be burying an entire show just because Vince is back in control. This is what these people are mad at. They thought that they had kicked Vince out of power. They thought that in some way, shape, or form, them being on social media had something to do with Vince not being in control anymore. Vince is gone. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Vince will never be gone. And the only way Vince will ever be gone is when you pry this company out of his cold, dead hands. Well, I mean, I, I get it. But, you know, at the same time, we kind of poo-pooed when he was gone. Like, well, this happens in business. Let's move on. And now we're back to dying the, the product out of his cold, uh, dead hands. But, uh, but I digress there for a second. Did I miss something? Is it is is Vince McMahon back in charge of creative? This is according to the the internet. Vince is back in creative in some way, shape, form. He went on and did an interview with the with the head of Endeavor, and where he said he's going to be involved in like the higher end stories but not get be getting in the weeds with the lower end stories. And what everybody is complaining about today is Raw was so bad because it's obvious that Vince is back in charge. You, you And this is why I'm using you as the example. You yourself, who's can be harsh on Monday Night Raw, said, I don't know what these people were watching. It was a good show. It wasn't so just a good show. It, I thought I thought it was the best Raw so far this year. Okay, so so that lends to my argument even more. So people, what are people really complaining about? If you thought it was that great of a show, did all of these people see something completely different than you that are ragging on Raw? What are they really ragging on? They're ragging on Vince being back involved because eh, 
We don't want Vince back involved. But I, you know what? Listen, I get that. I understand that. But you have to judge the show by the show. And so how was the show? I thought the show was very good. And I the Vince show did a great good. job being back in control. If yeah, again, I, and if it's the, if he's in charge of the, and I'm just judging it. And what that's what we do here, Mark. That's what we do here, Bully. What do we do? We judge it on a week to week basis. Yes or no? We come on and we judge the shows on a week to week basis. If what you're telling me is true, Bully, and I didn't see that, so thank you for informing me of that. If if he is just in charge of the the high end stories, well, I'm invested in the high end story on Monday Night Raw after what I just watched last night. Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.